listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by Ron Ruiz and Martin Canchola, co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency, where we discuss current multifamily and real estate trends, apartment marketing strategies, and speak with some of the most influential thought leaders shaping the multifamily industry today. Well, welcome back, guys. You are listening to the Multifamily Podcast, of course, with myself, Ron, and Martin. Like that. <laughs> uh, today, we have a very special guest to help us cover the digital leasing experience. And honestly, why it's so important in today's day of age in digital transformation. Uh, quick disclaimer here, Apartment SEO and BetterBot are, are, better are official partners, which allows us really to bring the multifamily industry a full stack marketing experience. Uh, discovering all the ways down to the leasing transaction. So really excited to introduce our next speaker, Robert Turnbull, who is actually the president, COO, and founder of BetterBot.com, your digital leasing solution. So welcome to the uh, Multifamily Podcast, Robert. Yeah, great to be here. It was a good intro. Appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah, we're really excited to have you on the show, Robert. You're a wealth of information. I uh, love your technical pro- uh, background in the uh, prop tech space. So I know this episode is going to be a a big hit. So we have lots to cover today around leasing apartments virtually with the help of your technology. But before we dive in, we would love to hear a little bit about you and your journey and how you began in the world of multifamily. Yeah. So like everybody else, um, I didn't really start out my career in multifamily. It uh, You just kind of fell into it. In fact, I don't know anyone in 23 years that said, no, no, I went to school to be in multifamily. So exactly. uh, I, just, I just kind of fell into that. And we started, um, former business partners and I, we started apartmentguide.com in 1999 and eventually made our way to uh, realestate.com, rentals.com, and then Rent Ricky, Rent Advisor, blah, 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 blah. And of course, now today, uh, BetterBot. So yeah, 23 years in the industry. And I got to tell you, you're allowed to get out for three years. Okay. Uh, I was out for three years and then I missed it. I really missed it. And so BetterBot allowed me to get back into an industry I really love. So that was the that's the brief history of Robert in 23 years of multifamily. I mean, apartment guide. So you're talking about like founding apartment guide? Yeah. Well, not apartment guide books. Those were back in the 70s. Yeah. It was the dot com in 99. So that's we saw the, yeah. we saw the consumer trend moving online. And it's funny because I, I spoke at a number of events. I spoke for years all around the country. And uh, in San Antonio, this guy said, uh, uh, hey, you're a really entertaining fella, Robert, but you realize the internet's like the CB radio of the 70s. It's just a passing fad. <laughs> I <always laughs> wonder, like, where's that guy today? Uh, yeah. So uh, so that's what we we're facing then, but obviously the internet's here to stay. That's so awesome. apartmentguide.com, how'd you guys acquire that domain? Oh, well, so it was Apps Guide, and some somebody was squatting on it. And uh, the, the, the short version is we went up, threatened them, and paid them some money. And he finally relinquished. So I think we got it for like $20,000 at the time. Everybody has a price tag, right? Yeah, it is. It's (laughs) $20,000. That's a lot back then. I know. Back then, it was good money, but it was worth it. it. That's That's awesome. So I I like to hear that you already could do like a little uh, hiatus or right a sabbatical, but yours was three years. That's amazing. That's the that's the limit. You're only allowed three years okay. in the oh. outside the industry. Then you have to come back. Martin, I may be putting my for in for mine someday. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'll be back. I know for a fact I'll be back because I for sure will miss it. Just like I don't think Ron I will am. ever leave the multifamily industry. You can keep him away. No, no now that I'm yeah. back, I won't. I'll continue yeah. doing my investing side, which is awesome. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. 
So back to Robert. Robert, I really am so excited about this episode and I'm most excited to hear because I know I know you guys and I've heard your story, but I want the audience to hear it. And what sparked the idea for Better Bob? I'd love to hear the inception story. Yeah, you know, so I was while I was out on my hiatus uh, for, for those years, I got to work with some of the biggest AI uh, and, and bot technologies, IBM Watson, Get Jenny, Chat Fuel, Robotify, Bot Central. And I started seeing a, a pattern emerge where this technology is starting to get better. And then I married that against the problems that I, because I have a lot of friends in multifamily and I kept hearing our teams are just overwhelmed. And I said, what if we could give you 80% of your time back at releasing teams? Because you have repetitive, mundane, menial tasks that they're having to do day in and day out, or they're just not doing at all, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And we said, what if we can give you your time back using automation technology? And it was a hit. And it was timing too, because our industry, I think, was primed and ready for some of this. Yeah. Uh, so that's really what the marriage of the two, what I saw in some best in class solutions outside the industry. And of course, knowing the challenges the industry had. So that's what that, so that's kind of what brought the two worlds together. I met my business partners, Latko, and he's a, a brilliant custom software designer. Awesome. He's great. And, and he had a product and I, he showed it to me in its infancy, which is way better than anything I'd seen in multifamily today. And I'm like, that's it, man. We can market and sell this to our industry. So that was how the the marriage was born between the two of us. That's awesome. Really humble guy too. I love yeah, him so very much so. He's a good guy. He's a very good guy. Right. So let's start digging in a little bit into BetterBot, <laughs> uh, your automated leasing assistant technology. Uh, first off, for anyone in our audience who might not be familiar with chatbots, can you define what this is? And also, would you consider BetterBot to be a chatbot? Yeah, it is by its definition. Chat, chatbot really is just a simulated conversation. Where I think people get a little derailed is I think it has to simulate a human on the other end. And that is simply not the case. It's a simulated conversation where a consumer on one side is having, at least one of them has to be a human. (laughs) Otherwise everyone's talking to bots. But it's a simulated conversation and it gets them information they want quickly. And and that's really what it comes down to. That's a chatbot. And yes, we are absolutely a chatbot. Sometimes people say you're a decision tree chatbot. And the answer is no, we're not. We're guided conversation. I know we'll get into that in just a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with that being said, what is the guided conversational chatbot? Okay, so for those who don't know natural language processing or NLP, basically you type something in, the bot tries to figure out what it thinks you're trying to say, and then comes back with the response. The problem is the human language is difficult. I mean, if I use the same four words, did you buy that? Listen to how I say it. Same four words. Did you buy that? Did you buy that? Did you buy that? Or did you buy that? Meaning it looks really awful. Yeah. <laughs> Four entirely different things. Correct. Same words. So bots have a hard time and AI has a hard time trying to understand intent. So we got rid of that. And all the largest chatbots in the world, Drift and Intercom, are going to guided conversation methodology. Okay. Basically, you still have natural language. You're just not processing it. Mm-hmm. It knows exactly what you're trying through quick links and attempts, and it guides you through a certain path to a, to a, to an endpoint. And once we switched, because we had the largest NLP engine in all of multifamily, once we switched, we had between three and five times the results in engagements, completions, appointments, and so wow. on. So it was a huge difference when we moved to the to the guided conversation methodology. So were you guys always guided conversational chatbot, or were you something previous? No, we weren't. We actually started out as NLP. We were a hybrid, and we said some quick links, some. But the problem is, even if you're a hybrid, if you put that blank in there, People will want to put it in there, but then the bot can get confused. The best NLP bots in our industry uh, are seven have a 70% conversation completion rate, which for NLP, by the way, is actually pretty good. 
Good, yeah. But 30% of the time is failing. And that's the problem, that three out of three out of 10 times. It's not a good user experience or a brand experience for, for clients. And do you think that that's what it was? Is that it just improved the user experience where they said, okay, this chat bot, it gets me. It, like we're, we're having a conversation now. Yeah, because there's, a, there's so a certain, static. there's a pressure people have when they have to type something in. Like yeah. I have to think through what it is I'm looking for, how to frame it and type it. Well, if I have a button I can click and it goes in there half a second, it actually takes the burden off the consumer from having yeah. to figure out and it actually presents options. So it's a much more delightful experience for the consumer. It's like, help me think. And it, and again, with for lack of a yes. better word, it's guided. It's the, it's where you want them to go. <laughs> I like the phrase you just used, help me think. Yeah. It, it, it does. It helps you think. It guides you. But it has to be intuitive and not piss them off either, for that matter. Right. <laughs> like, no, I'm not looking for a car. I'm looking for an apartment. That's actually in our tagline. Don't piss them off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it has everything you need to have the client right. make the decision. So it's that's right. Pretty that's spot right. on. So uh, digging in a little deeper, can you explain what lead nurturing is and how your platform automatically helps with this to help prevent leads from going cold or dead? Yeah, lead nurture is the idea or the understanding that you have a prospective renter who's interested in your property and they may engage you in a number of ways. Could be text, could be email, could be phone. Um, a lot of them could be a lead that came through an ILS, but they don't always engage immediately. Sometimes they need a little nudge, a little information. And so nurturing basically means, hey, we're going to keep in constant contact with this prospective renter. Now, where we're a little bit different is we are not, and we do it through email and we can do it through text, but we don't just do email back and forth because actually email is not a great communications. There's spam filters and in, inbox are sort of crowded. There's what we call interest decay. So after two or three days, people lose interest. So when in our nurture, we actually target them to open up the bot and actually have a conversation. We take them out of email, put them into a conversation, answer all their questions at one shot and give them a call to action like an appointment. So what we noticed by doing this is we were, again, the three to five times the results of other email bot solutions because we're actually using a new technology to solve an old problem. And that's where our, our email nurture is a little bit different. That's amazing. Yeah, I know that we recently pitched it to one of our uh, clients in the top five of NMHC's top 50, mm -hmm. and they were like blown away. Like, I didn't realize that that's possible. And yeah, yeah. again, to it's an old new. problem, because typically you're just layering on top of the same old problem with thinking it's a solution. So I think you guys really nailed it here with a, a true solution. Yeah, yeah. Using a today's tech conversational technology to solve an old problem. Yeah, exactly. And again, guide them into where the direction you want them, which is to get that lease, get that yep. permit. And help so I, I know that last recall, you guys can showcase virtual tours, right? But what other types of media can you have on the platform? And then I want to know about engagement too. I think our audience should hear about it. So, well, the first thing is the virtual tours and videos. Yes, we have all that. We have like 12, 13 different integrations from YouTube to, to Matterports and, and all of that. Uh, we actually just launched with Ingrain. So we actually have uh, sitemaps. Uh, we have over 100 integrations. It took us four years, five years, almost over 100 integrations. So that could be like a rent grata. Uh, if you want to talk to renter, we have that baked in now. Uh, site mapping, virtual tours and videos, self-guided tours. Gosh, the list kind of goes on and on. What we notice is this little digital agent sits in so many places. And we didn't realize it's kind of this, this linchpin or centerpiece to so much content. So we are doing a lot of integrations, but our goal is to be ubiquitous. We, we want to play well in every sandbox and give great content to that prospective runner. So we can host a lot of those integrations and content. Yeah, that's awesome. And then what about uh, for engagement? Like, are you guys seeing the consumer really 
uh, dive into it with them? Uh, so define for me a little more engagement. What do you mean by engagement? Like what types of engagement do you see with that with consumer using this type of media? Like, oh. oh, you mean the stats or where they can engage? Yeah, both. Yeah. Okay. So where they can engage is, uh, and what makes this unique is they can actually not on your website. You can put it on uh, Google My Business, Yelp, right. Instagram, Meta. So all these channels, we're even on ILSs now. Uh, this is a new thing. Yeah. Uh, which I never thought that day would ever come. Um, in terms of like quick stats, uh, the average property website or actual property, not just on the website, gets about 256 unique conversations, which is just shy of 500 actual conversations because people use the, the agent twice on average. Yeah. Um, we're seeing an average of 36 handoffs of those 25 or appointments. Now catch this. Of the 25 appointments, 92% have a show rate of 92, 92% show rate. Wow. I didn't even know what a show rate was before, like a, <laughs> a year ago. So the number of people, obviously, that schedule an appointment that show up yeah. um, is 92%. I thought, and apparently call centers are 50%, properties are 55 And I was like, Good why thing. is it so much higher? Because the bot doesn't ask them anything until they're ready to commit. And it lets them self-schedule and reschedule. So there's no pressure. And they can reschedule anytime they want. So they have a high, high show rate. I definitely think in today's day and age too, like all of us at the, I always say all of us at the end of the day are consumers, right? We want what we want and we want it now. So if the bot maybe is giving it to me now, I have everything I need. All I need to do now for those that need to, to this day, because of course there's sight unseen sales happening is um, I just need to go see it. Yeah. It's a wherever, whenever mentality. And so we have to meet them wherever, whenever. And and it's almost like that. Uh, it's like in kind. Like I'm, you want it virtually, I'm going to give it to you virtually in kind. And now you need to go still go touch it. Go touch it then. So yeah, I, you know we have we we have some clients sometimes and some of the later adopters like oh well people still want to talk to people. Actually, they don't. They <laughs> yeah. really don't. Most of them do not want to pick up the phone and they don't want to send an email. They just want information real quick. Those people who do want to talk to people can still talk to people, but let's give them information up for some to talk to people when they don't. Right. So that's a misnomer. We're trying to help people understand that that is simply not true. They just want well, information and, quickly. Well, and the people don't always have time. We all already know this, right? I mean, right. I recently was trying to book a restaurant reservation and I'm like, where's their open table link? Where's their TikTok link <laughs> or their, their <laughs> clock link? I'm like, yeah. I got a call. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, do you just kind of skip, go to the next restaurant? No, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, one of the coolest features of BetterBot is the multilingual part of the platform. We love the idea of the multilingual websites, SEO and PPC strategies with multilingual. Can you give us some insights on how that part of the platform works? Uh, yeah, so we use, a, it, it, we use a toggle. So basically it says in Espanol and you can click on it and suddenly it converts everything. Now, what we don't do is inline translators. Um, inline translators for conversational is really wonky and it doesn't get a lot of it right. So we hard code the language. So once again, the bot knows exactly what you're asking. It's using perfect Spanish. Uh, We're going into Canada, so we'll have French Canadian. Uh, We get a request for, we've had some for Russian. We've had some probably Korean too, I'd imagine. I know we've gotten some, you know, Koreatown, K-Town. Yep, we've had that come up. So we're going to build in uh, the, the capabilities by the end of the year, early next year, uh, to do maybe m- many, many languages. Right now, it's bilingual Spanish, and soon will be French Canadian. And how are you guys doing that? Are you using like Google Translate or what kind of stuff? No, we you, have basically on? we translate it, uh, so it's hard coded. So there's no translator. It's actually all the intents because remember it's it's set quick link set intents. 
So we use the actual language and the descriptors without any translators. So it never gets confused. It doesn't get it doesn't get um, mistranslated, if you will. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so I want to know more about the omni-channel marketing. How does BetterBot plug into it and help them find their most qualified traffic? Yeah, um, you know, you just said a few minutes ago, wherever, whenever, right? And yeah. so we know that technology is awesome, but it's a double-edged sword. Um, yeah, you can be in more places. That's great. But the problem is you can be in more places. So what happens is they want to f- get information from all these channels and mediums. It's not just email or phone, it's text too and, and chat. So we realized that we created BetterBot to be able to be anywhere your consumer can find you. Again, if that's YouTube, then it's there. It can actually launch from YouTube. GMB can launch. By the way, GMB is killing it. We have so much coming from GMB that are people are launching it from the Google My Business listing. And the bot can start in its entirety. So it's not popping open other pages. Everything is contained inside the bot experience. Those virtual tours, videos, self-guided appointment schedule. So it can plug and play anywhere you need it to. That's not restricted. Yeah, and ideally, that's where you put the appointment link, right? For Google, yeah. you put the BetterBot, right? That's exactly, exactly right. Yep. And that's exactly internally where we have a push to to make sure that for those that have it, and for those that don't, they need to, <laughs> to be able to have it plugged into their GMB. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so ADA compliance is really important to us because we want to ensure an accessible world for everyone. And we know sometimes JavaScript added to the website can bog down performance. Can you speak on how your software uses resources on a user site and does it affect the website performance too? Yeah, uh, we actually just went through this. The question is, of course, if, if you drop a widget on there, what kind of effect or latency effect mm-hmm. do you have on you can it? touch on that too. Yeah, and so we we uh, just went through a test. We have, so if someone has a 2.1 second total, you know, build time, uh, rendering time, we add 0.1 second, so 2.2. Wow. So if your score was a 94, it'll be a 92. Three, <laughs> so the, it, it it'll dang it, but only 0.1 second and one percent. Um, there are others that can have up to three or four second load time. Uh, that's that's hor- that takes you from an A to an F. Yeah, again, uh, we're all consumers, and we want it now. We want it now. So <laughs> we built it in such a way it allows the site to load. Then we have a 0.1 at the end. So there's very little effect, and we are completely ADA 2.2 compliant. That's amazing. Yeah, and I think one of the things we were talking about right before we um, were actually starting the show was the idea, you know, because I was talking about a client, you know, they were like, I need to improve the performance. I just go to the website really quick and they have like three plus different plugins. They had the bot plugin, they had a text uh, phone plugin, they had the uh, 3D tour plugin. And then your idea was that you're actually having your clients actually consolidate them where technically all yeah. three of those could be rolled up into the one chatbot. Yeah. Uh, they could have the 3D tours in there. They have a way to text and message them. Um, so really putting that, if you, if you, if, if you guys are out there in the audience and you have a website, if the performance is not loading well and you have a bunch of widgets and you do have the, like a chatbot like BetterBot, um, then you probably are able to consolidate those into the one JavaScript and only have one versus having three or four on one website because that will totally bog it down and your performance yeah. for mobile and everything else will probably not be good. Your rankings will suffer as well. And we call it the Las Vegas effect. Uh, you've got all <laughs> these like blinking lights and buttons. <clears throat> so. Socially distance your widgets, put it inside the bot, take care of it, clean up your website. <laughs> love it. I love it. So I want to ask uh, for the audience, really, I mean, I know some of this question, but uh, how does BetterBot help the bottom line for your average marketing professional? And the, but also not only make them money uh, by leasing apartments, but save them also. That is the question. That is the question that we get asked. And that is the right question that people should be asking. And the answer is, we save an average of just over 100 hours per property per month. Now that we didn't come up with that number, we did a number of case studies. We have tons of case studies. 
So when we looked at what the bot's doing, the greetings, the, the scheduling of appointments, taking on virtual tours, um, ta there's task switching factors. So we actually built a calculator with the help of clients. And when we threw all the numbers in the calculator, we're saving over 100 hours per property per month. Well, I don't know, the le average leasing agent gets paid, let's say $18, that's $1,800. So they're getting close to 10 to 12 times their money back <laughs> and whatever the cost is to have a digital agent compared to the money they're saving. Not to mention that's eight, that's a hundred hours that their leasing team isn't having to manage or do. So look, right now we have us, we have the great quit. We've got a labor shortage issue mm -hmm. and, and never has this been more timely than having to offset some of that issue. Some of those issues that they're having and give people that are on the premise their time back so they can go do what they do best, be human and take care of their residents. So it's very timely right now. And yeah, we save about almost just shy $2,000 a month. One yeah. adult, it also begins a leasing experience for the consumer too, right? So you're not pissing them off at first onset of your relationship by not answering your phone, not getting back to them, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you have an experience that is getting them through 99% of the time because the bus not getting frustrated or confused. So, yep. Provides a much better consumer. Experience. Yeah. It works 24 hours around the clock and uh, always there, ready to go. Well, yeah, and the tracking, Martin and I talk mm -hmm. tracking daily, obviously, we all do as marketers and attribution, right? So there's no denying that you had a conversation. Oh, yeah. Leads, lead source attribution. We spent a whole year working that out because everyone, so we actually show all the originating sources. We can push that through to any CRMs. And that's uh, that, that was key. People didn't even want to launch it until they had source attribution. So Yeah. And, and you yeah. mentioned, Robert, that you you can, BetterBot can give your users tracking URLs for the campaigns, right? Like the yes. So we noticed that the bot was actually going into so many different places so we can track it by campaign. We actually had people baking it into SEM campaigns. So they wanted to see which campaign worked better from a total engagement. So it's not just clicks, but clicks and then conversations, then appointments and so forth. So you actually kind of get this three-dimensional model around usage and effect effectiveness in terms of engagement. So yeah, we can we can track by campaigns anywhere you put it specific to that location. So we talk a lot about apartment marketing on this podcast and would love some of your insights. Uh, what's your top apartment marketing tip or hack that you can share with our audience today? Oh, that's a top <laughs> hack. Um, well, obviously uh, automation, <laughs> but yeah. um, this yeah. kind of, this is a little prognosticating. I think, yeah, we're talking about some level of automation today. So mm -hmm. the first thing I'd say is embrace automation. It's not going anywhere and it shouldn't. So, so the hack is, automate, automate, automate as much as you can. This is not to replace humans, it's to help them out. Um, I do think to prognosticate a little further uh, on the future or the horizon is I think that we are going to see a larger scale automation from some start to finish, A to Z. Uh, because why not? You can go to Delta today and you can pick everything you want, your seats and, and transact right there and never talk to a person. I think we will get to that place um, where we can actually transact from start to finish uh, through automated solutions. So embrace automation today. That's my hack for now. <laughs> Love it. So what do you see as the next big trend in multifamily over the next few years? Yeah, and I think that's one of them was was the kind of the A to Z automation. But, you know, it's funny, the sight unseen thing, I'm starting to see more and more around a, 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 a so, you know, virtual reality in terms mm -hmm. of um, not just augmented, but virtual reality tours. So imagine you can actually put that on and you can walk through the unit avail that's available. You could walk through the clubhouse. You can actually see it 
both in its dimension, its perspective, and unit level availability. So I think we're going to eventually see uh, virtual tours, but on a true VR perspective. And you never even have to go to the property because you can see it. You know, So the self-guided tours, or is it a different kind of self-guided tour? It's actually right. virtual. I, I think that's going to be really interesting as this technology grows. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see like in the metaverse and everyone somebody some right. kind of big company going in there and buying a spot, building up a spot, and yeah. having like a place to virtually see these apartments and make that decision in the yeah. virtual world. So and Meta's Meta is helping that come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and they and they have some augmented ads too that are pretty interesting and make make yourself think you're in the apartment too. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's cool. good. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So uh, do you have any other interesting data insights you might want to share today? Um, I know one thing that um, I was curious about is we talked about people completely leasing digitally where they don't even actually step foot in until they actually go to the place. So maybe you can speak on anything around that. Yeah, and and we see that more and more happening. Um, I mean, the data, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, you know, obviously the the conversations and so forth, uh, but we are starting to see more sight unseen, especially with COVID. Uh, that was that was big, and I think the virtual tour is going to be playing a part in that. Um, I don't have enough data on on that yet to see, but um, you know, the, the one metric I heard is that ten percent. Maybe you guys have heard something different. I'd be curious. Ten percent of the leases, the average property gets sight unseen. Uh, so it says ninety percent still want to come in. Yeah, I think that's going to double and triple over the next couple of years. Me too. Uh, especially as we have augmented realities, virtual tours, and all that kind of stuff. So. That'd be my guess. This will be fun to watch. So what do you think's next for BetterBot? Anything on the horizon? Yes. So we have our, actually, I jokingly said earlier, tagline. Our tagline is we've got skills. Um, <laughs> the, the good news is we've, we've kind of been known as the preeminent chatbot, which is great, but people don't realize we're doing so much more. So yes, we have a chatbot. Yes, we have lead nurture. And we actually, we have a much better solution given what we just talked about. Uh, we're getting into resident. Uh, so renewals, my gosh, yes. renewals is a huge issue. I had no idea. Still but to this day, yep. To this day. And I asked, well, what do you do? Well, we print on a piece of paper and shove it under the door. And I'm like, that's it? Well, what if we could send it out and have a conversation, sell them on it, convert, you know, kickoff processes, all do the conversational bot. And, and, and oh, and by the way, if they decide not to renew, but they really like the place because moving outside the city, hey, on a scale of one to five, how uh, how did you like your your um your property so five great would you mind leaving that review on google my business or yep. any other place and so we're going to do maintenance we've got faqs move out lists so we've got a whole thing coming uh for um for for current resident as well so we want to go down that path so we've got many skills and let's be honest we didn't even think of those two skills the nurture nut three years ago then two years ago who knows what we're going to think of in terms of skills next year and the year after. We're, we're really at the infancy. We're at the beginning of this. And so we will continue to add skills and automation as they become available. That's amazing. Even for the new resident experience. I mean, once you get through all the, the love, mm-hmm. you know, luster of like getting the apartment is so excited right. on both ends, right? Yay, we leased an apartment. Yay, I found a new home, right? Yep. But then there could be that lull in between the first service request. It's like, how, by the way, how is your new home? So you yeah. guys can also facilitate that as well. Good point. How was your move-in experience? Correct. Uh, oh, and by the way, we have a resident appreciation party on Saturday at 4 o'clock at the pool. So there's all sorts of ways you can use a communications tool and not just send out an email, but actually have a ready-made communications tool internally Yeah, um, that's conversational in nature. And I think you guys have the benefit because if, in fact, you are starting the conversation to bring them to the property, 
they're already comfortable with that technology. Whereas like even, I mean, with all due respect, all of our survey providers, sometimes it's just very static. It's like, wait, all yeah. of a sudden I'm getting an email from, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the relationship is just beginning that way. And it's again, the old school email. So if they're used to your technology, they're like, oh, it's, it's my friend, you know, the bot. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So, and, and it's funny you say that because uh, we've had renters and we've had properties say, I love this little guy. Although mm-hmm. I, it's, it's unisex, so you can't tell if it's male or female, but they start to actually identify this little bot as something they like. And uh, because again, why not? It gives them information they're looking for quickly. You got to create pronouns for your bot. <laughs> it's all the above. He, she, they, all of it. Yeah, one love, one love. That's right. That's right. You can make the bot whatever you want. <laughs> That's the great exactly. thing. Fully customizable. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I'll, I do want to throw out something with, for, for you guys. Um, so what I want people to help understand is so you guys are very good at what you do. You, you, you do, you're doing websites now. You've got SEM, search engine optimization. You know, the bot is not a, a source, gener- it's not a generate, it doesn't generate leads. It simply manages these, these things coming in, which is why we partnered with you guys, because this is not what we do. It's what you do, and you're very good at it. So is it, we're kind of two sides of the same coin where you're handling this side and we're handling the other. Uh, so, you know, we look for great partners like yourself. You guys have been around a long time. You're doing a great job. You've got a great brand. So we love partnering with you. I and we will continue that. to do so. I like the plug. And I agree with that. I mean, our industry, again, needed you to help with us and and our counterparts in the industry. For vice versa. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so if people want to learn more about BetterBot and get a full demo of the product, you can check out apartmentseo.com. And we can give you a full-on demo. You can also head over to betterbot.com directly, but let them know that the multifamily podcast sent you over. <laughs> that would be awesome. There you go. Robert, honestly, thank you so much for joining us today. We're yeah. Martin and I were both uh, very excited about this. Uh, we enjoyed today's conversation, obviously. Uh, hopefully our audience learned a little bit more about how you can lease digitally. Uh, and honestly, I want to invite you again. So anytime you have some stats, data points that you want to share, will you please come back? You bet. Thanks for having me on. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Thank, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it uh, for your time, Robert. And uh, we look forward to the next one. So until next time, everyone, you can subscribe to the podcast at multifamilypodcast.com and get your free marketing analysis at apartmentseo.com. We would love to hear from you and please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. So until then, bye everyone. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily Podcast brought to you by co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency with your hosts, Ron Ruiz and Martin Kinchola. Join us again next time as we continue to bring you the latest and greatest in the multifamily industry.